Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years. And with those stories came the emotional, spiritual, and physical knowledge of the ancients. Shaman Durek, a sixth generation shaman and best selling author of Spirit Hacking, bridges the gap between science and spirituality and brings us back to our roots. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders, to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. The time has come to end codependency and put the power back into people's hands. Welcome to the tribe. What is the shaman school? No. You're not going to be studying to pursue a career in shamanism or to bang a drum. The definition of shamanism is one who understands relationship. The shaman school offering reminds you how to have a better relationship with things and how to nurture these relationships, whether it be with yourself, the food you eat, the people you meet, your ancestry, community, the global community, animals, nature, and so forth. My goal is to demystify spirituality, to add a bit of science and understanding of how things operate in the energetic planes. The Shaman School's no nonsense teaching explores all faculties of experience from the physical, the emotional range, the mental capacity for information, dialogue, lexicon, energy, perception, awareness, how to understand the energy of currency, and so much more. Fundamental education teaches the basics that we need in society how to read, write, add, subtract, pay our bills, or how to become doctors, artists, mechanics, etc. But the Shaman School is a school that we all should have been a part of, one that offers the additional tools needed to better understand who we are, why we think the way we do, what's going on behind the scenes, and what we are actually seeing and processing. Are you living well? Are you paying bills just to keep the roof over your head? Are you in a relationship but not fulfilled? Satisfaction cannot be lowered anymore by the inability to recognize possibility. Living well means fulfilling your ideas and your goals and your dreams and having the best time doing it. In the Shaman School, I've extracted the best from all of the world philosophies, religions, spiritual teachings, and theories, offering a juice without pulp that will empower your life. The Shaman School invites you to a world where you're able to seize the tools of understanding, where you're able to have fun and have more because you deserve more. Go to shamandurek.com and click on the Shaman School for the first step toward ultimate happiness and an understanding of your truest self. Let's make things easier and not harder for our life. We deserve that. See you soon. Hello tribe and welcome to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. I'm Shaman Durek and I love you. I love you so much and you know that's the reason why I spend time to be here and show up for all of you because I want you to recognize that you are a powerful being. But to say you're a powerful being and keep saying it to you over and over and over and over and over isn't what's going to get it into you. I mean, yes, it's a wonderful thing to hear and it's a wonderful thing to 
to say, oh, wow, Shaman Durek is saying I'm a powerful being. But the truth of the matter is that in order for you to really be able to recognize it is that you have to start saying it to yourself. And not only do you have to start saying it to yourself, you have to start remembering all the reasons why you're powerful. And it has to be something that you look at every single day. You have to pay attention and really take in all the moments in your life where power was present, where you overcame difficulties and obstacles and limitations, a place where you came out of and risen out of any type of situation where you were able to transcend lower frequencies and energies. The point of the matter is that you were able to overcome. And I know for a fact that a lot of you do not spend time thinking about those moments, thinking about those triumphs, thinking about those victories, thinking about those milestones, those quantum leaps that you've made in your life thus far. I mean, really, how much do you actually spend time looking at your victories, your successes, the things that you overcame and see those things as powerful energy sources that are there to support you in where you are today. I always see people spend a lot of time looking at lack, looking at what they don't have, what they didn't achieve, where they didn't get love, where they didn't get acknowledgement, where they didn't feel um, that they were a part of something wonderful or beautiful in their life, that it was unfair or it's not okay, or that this thing happened to them or that thing happened to them. I mean, I hear it over and over again of how much people spend time reminding themselves of why they dislike life, why they went through so much pain and who caused the pain and where was the pain and what they went through and how many stories they have to tell you to get you to believe and understand how much they've suffered. Okay, we get it. I get it. I've been there. Yes, we've suffered. All of us have suffered in some way and somehow. Big, small, it doesn't matter. It's not a hierarchy here in our suffering. It's a truth that we all have gone through some form of suffering. Small and big ways, we've all gone through suffering. So why do we need to keep talking about it? Why do we need to keep reminiscing about it? Why do we need to keep going back and visiting into that space, digging up those bones out of those graveyards? Why do we need to keep revisiting? Why do we keep revisiting that energy? Why aren't we spending more time focused on the victories, focused on successes, focused on the triumphs, so that we can see the powerful energies that we represent in its fullness every day in every moment of our life. You have the ability to do that. You can't say that you don't. You have the ability to write, wake up in the morning and tell yourself how amazing you are, how powerful you are, and remind yourself of all the reasons why. You can do that. That's easy. That's like nothing. That doesn't even take much energy. The question is, why don't you do that? Why don't you do that? Is that because you felt that you weren't loved? So you're going to make sure you keep creating experiences of not being loved? 
Is that why you're choosing not to do it? Or perhaps it's because you feel like things were unfair and that you had to work really hard and people around you had to work really hard in order to get the basic needs met? Or was it because you felt that you had so much and you felt guilty? I mean, what is it? What is it that makes you choose to find more discomforts in life than to find the thing that actually makes more comforting energy in life where you feel joyful in life and happy in life and fulfilled in life because you're constantly reminding yourself of those moments. Like when you have a good day, how many good days do you count? I mean, really, a lot of, I can guarantee you a lot of people don't count how many good days they have, but do you count how many good days you have? Like how many solid, amazing, beautiful, breathtaking days you have? Can you go back into those memories and pull back all those wonderful days you had? Because the more you begin to understand your living currency, the understanding of of what you've been investing your energy in and what is actually being showing up for you as a reflection of that energy, both internally and externally so it's not about what you're doing on the outside it doesn't matter if you go and you you do all of these things and you build things you create things and you do all this charity and you do all this stuff that you feel you know all this philanthropy and all this stuff that you feel that is really creating change on the planet but change can't occur until it changes from within the within nature is what decides the pace the the way something happens the how fast it shows up, it's all based on what goes on inside. And so if the inside, the more clarity, the more understanding, the more vision, the more heart, the more soul, the more spirit, then the more amplification of energy is being created and magnetic energy is being created and manifestation energy is being created. And then those things actually show up. And the reason why is because it was held in the understanding of all of the experiences of joy, passion, and love, and everything else. And those experiences, all those memories of accomplishments, all those memories of every time you told yourself something beautiful about yourself, every time someone told you something beautiful about yourself, all came into play to create the outer world of experience. Very important when it comes to how we develop on planet Earth. If we spend more time looking at all the things we don't like, and we keep spending more time focusing on the past things that we don't like, and we spend more time focusing on all the painful things that happen to us, and spend more time focusing on the painful things that's still happening to us, we're not going anywhere. I can assure you that. You're either going to create some kind of horrible situation that happens to you where it takes you off the planet, or you're going to be in a situation where you feel miserable and trapped and not able to make any real moves because you're continuously to continuously destroying your inner landscape filled with poisons and toxicities and fears and lacks and limitations of all shapes and sizes that you have brought in because of your attention. Your attention has drawn in these energies and you keep talking about them and you keep bringing them in on an internal level. That means if I wake up every morning and I start looking for things that are wrong or not right or imbalanced, then I'm creating that same energy in my outer world. So if I'm being kind and loving to myself and celebrating my existence and the fact that I live and that I have breath and I have eyes and I have ears that can hear, nose that can smell, taste buds that can taste, 
I feel really good. The sun is out. Everything's wonderful. I'm going to start focusing on all my amazing accomplishments that I've made of the past. Every single, single one, even if it was small or to the bigger ones, I'm going to think about those things and utilize those fields of energy that I pull upon to create more amazing, beautiful, breathtaking, loving, exciting experiences in the here and now. Just because I chose to change the way I use my mind instead of going around complaining and worrying and looking at what everyone else is doing and getting annoyed and agitated. And I can't believe they do that. And how can people don't use their mind? And how can people can still do this? And how can people do that? It's one thing to acknowledge what is going on. It's another thing to allow it to take over every sense of your being and nature and every way in which you operate as an individual versus a person who's operating in a collective situation with people who are in that collective that just complain and worry and create fear and lack and limitation and more and more of that constantly showing up because that is what they're constantly opening themselves up to because the way they speak and where they put their mind and how many times they keep going back to those old stories of their past pains and their hurts and their past relationships and the abuse they went through as a child and how unfair it was that their parents didn't give them what they needed and went there to support them and how this person did this and how that person did that and how come the government's doing this and how come people are doing that look it's one thing you'll hear me talk about the matrix you'll hear me say okay this is what the matrix is up to this is what they're doing whatever but i'm not gonna dwell there I'm not going to keep myself dwelling in that energy and just sit in it. No, I'm not going to sit in it, not going to dwell in it because I decide how I'm going to utilize the information and energy and intelligence in a proper way that supports me, not goes against me. So if I am talking about things that have affected me in the past, I'm not going to just talk about it. I'm actually going to make closure with it because the more there are doors open to your past that don't have closure, you can't pull upon that as power and strength and victory in your story of triumph. You just can't. You just can't. So when we get into a space of really realizing that if your internal landscape is filled with nothing but complaining and fear and worry and, oh my God, what am I going to do? And this and that. And when I was young, this thing happened to me and this thing happened to me in this relationship and they treated me like this. And, oh my God, I, I, you know, my, I lost all my money at this time and I, I went into this and I was this and I was that and all these this and that and this and that and that and this and this and that and all of this information that is unnecessary information towards the bigger picture, the bigger structure of support that is supporting humanity at this time to be able to thrive and to be able to live and have a life that is able to function and be something that's more than just it constantly having problems is all going to be decided upon on how you as an individual choose to think for one, experience two, three, to go into your old memories and pull the beautiful experiences and triumphs and victories and successes and all of that beautiful energy and to really utilize the potential of your past 
into your now moment and your now moment into your future experience because it will continue to grow and expand and more and more people will wake up and realize, wow, I've been spending a lot of time complaining. I've been spending a lot of time focused on worrying and fear and what is the people doing. I'm focusing more on what other people are doing than I am focusing on what I'm doing. And that is it right there. It is the idea of you being able to look at how powerful you are, not just because of what I say to you, not because you're like, oh my God, Shaman Dirk thinks I'm powerful. Okay, that's wonderful, my dear. Yay. But do you think you're powerful? Do you think you have what it takes to radiate light and energy? Because the thing is, Every experience you're going through is teaching you about both your inner and your outer perspectives of life. Your inner perspective creates your outer perspective. So if someone shows up and starts telling you that you're not good enough, you need to look inside the part of yourself that says you're not good enough. Or that person would never show up that way. That person couldn't show up that way because you're in complete harmony with yourself. So there would be no need to deliver that package to you on any level. More so, would that ever become about? Because that would not support you because it's not happening within your inner landscape. Your inner landscape is so important. So I want you to take a deep breath. This energy, this experience has to be seen in a way where it becomes a part of your everyday life where you talk about the greatness of life every single day you talk about how amazing life is and how amazing it has always been for you and how things are always opening up new opportunities and energies for you and that you are so open to these things because it's a normal experience for you to continue to look at your life through the past pain, hurt, sadness, disappointment, betrayal, and so much more lives in that frequency because the fact that you haven't chosen to transmute it into a different frequency, utilizing the past successes, the past victories to create an understanding of what is possible in every moment so that when you speak and you share everything is operational and possible because it has been done and that allows you to you know be able to live your life and do the things you need to do because you're knowing how to navigate every situation with a powerful positive mind when people say being positive it means taking information and making it a beautiful information that is felt and touched by the hearts of every person and also being able to sense that energy and make it clear and have clarity on it it is really important because if you're if you're operating as a as a person who's just saying things complaining about things worrying about things having an opinion about things you are causing more suffering in your life to occur than someone who isn't doing that and the reason why you you would be causing more suffering is because the fact that that's what you're basically letting all aspects of your being recognize as your truth and then your ego makes it your truth and then all of a sudden it becomes a part of your truth and now you're living it breathing it sleeping in it you're waking up in it it's your reality now It's yours. It's your reality. It's your reality. It's your vision. It's your mission to choose what you will see. 
If you just allow yourself to be, you can see all of the victories, the quite beautiful, glorious, and wonderful things you've overcome. Those moments where you overcame situations that were a drain, where you thought you were going insane, you lift up like a plane and flew into the sky, recognizing you can go high above the nonsense and the craziness, the things that live below. You realize that's not the way to go. So you made a decision to step into the light and say the words and think the things and make everything all right. You have the power To change in every hour the situation and the pain and the suffering and drain. You have the power to change the story to a story that's not held in pain, suffering, complaining and shame, guilt and memories of the past. Instead, You change it to glory, that's your story, the triumph of glorious victory, a place where you can live and truly see. A miraculous world that surrounds you, a miraculous world that's abound you, a miraculous world where you stay and play, because you speak the words that speak of the amazingness that life has to offer every day, so... Stay, 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 play, 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 and remember to never let it get in your way. Say the beautiful things about the past, talk about the things that make you feel like a blast, and you'll see your life change right before your eyes. You'll see the changes right be for your eyes. Really important for us to remember that. Important for us to remember that speaking in a way that talks about you love being on earth and you love the people of earth. You love every aspect of it. And that becomes the anthem of your being every single day. And you pull upon the past in the way of going to the moments of triumph and victory and success to pull those energies forward through your mental time machine, not to the graveyards of suffering and pain, guilt and shame and everything else that had a name or a blame and leave it alone. Because those are the things that will take the power away from you. Those are the things that will cause illness and sickness in your body. Those are the things that will bring scarcity and fear. And they do not need to be here. So I say disappear. Disappear. 
and be gone and focus on the new dawn, the dawn of light that shines bright, that illuminates the skies before it becomes night, that radiant sun where we just begun on a story of glory and victory. Can you hear me shout from the highest mountain tops, telling you no matter what, don't you stop living your truth in this degree of light. Turning it up is the most you can. Turn it up bright. Realize that you are now the new sight, the vision, the model of what is right. Right is not by living in fear of creation. Right is by living in true vibration. Love across the nation, this new sensation, living in that place of love, from that place that's up above. Understand that you have all the power within you. You already know what is true. Just listen to your shadow. Understand the light. Don't fight with anyone in sight. Just give love from where you are and you will see a bright shooting star. So live and give. Live and give. Live and give. And feel the future life. Live and give. Live and give. Live and give. And see the future light. So you have the power. Every day you get up, focus on telling yourself why you're so in love with this world, why you're so in love with the people, why you're so in love with every single aspect of life. And that means everything. And you will see your whole life change. Every single thing you ever doubted that you thought wasn't possible in humanity and in life in general will change because you have created a collective movement of people who walk around reminding themselves how much they love to be alive and be on this planet. And then they will see the miracles and all the blessings and all the joys and all the gifts unfold right before their very eyes. I love you so much. And remember, stay in the place of victory. Stay in the place of joy. Stay in a place where you are speaking in, in ways that make you fall in love with this earth and people. No more complaining. No more utilizing past memories to keep hurting you in this now moment. If you're going to travel in the space machine of your mind, of that time machine, that time machine of your mind into those frequencies of the past, Pull the ones that gave you victory and strength where you overcame difficulties and obstacles and see life transform before your very eyes. I love you all so much and I'll see you and talk to you again in our next share. Bye. Hey Tribe, so the Tribe wants to hear from you. And I know a lot of you are talented out there in music and poetry and recipes and ideas and just, you know, things that you want to share with the Tribe. You can send that information to info at shamandurek.com and share your gifts with the Tribe. Love you all and stay lit. 
Hello, tribe. We have another tribe share by Parangi, and it's a beautiful, amazing uh, musician. And I'm just so happy that they're doing tribe shares with us.
Hey Tribe, we're going to take a short break to hear from one of our amazing sponsors who is Lit Verified. The Lit Verified store is open. But what does Lit Verified mean? Lit Verified is an acknowledgement and stamp of approval by the tribe. I have tried each of these products and they are the best. Lit Verified products vary from beauty, technology, clothing, food, health, and wellness, and anything that is ethically sourced, organic, maintained, and sustainable. Not every product offered to the team passes the Lit Verified test. No, not at all. Every Lit Verified product is carefully researched. Every CEO has been met with. Every ingredient carefully looked into the process production of all of it. I have seen the impact these vendors are making. Their vision and ethics are aligned with our tribe, with people who are consciously supporting community and want to make a difference in our world and make it a better place for us. Lit Verified products are ethically sourced and meet the highest industry standards. When purchasing Lit Verified products, we give back by creating sustainability and by leading the world to make better choices. You can be confident that you're buying into a company that supports a vision for change, not just a company that wants to line their pockets with money. We live in a time where we are oversaturated by commercials, TV, and social media, where far too many celebrities and influencers are endorsing things they know nothing about and things they might be doing damage to people, to the earth, and to animals. With Lit Verified, we've taken that doubt out of the equation. You're not only getting the best, but you're also doing the best. Pick up your awesome Lit Verified items at shamandurek.com and click on the link that takes you to Lit Verified. Love well, tribe. All right, tribe. Time to hear from our special guest. Hello, Tribe, and welcome to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. I'm Shaman Dirk, and I just want you all to know how magical and beautiful and divine you all are. Life is so beautiful because we're all in it together, especially at this momentous time in transformation as we are alchemizing the planet, shifting the lower frequency energies and lifting the vibration and increasing more magnetic energy on the planet so that we can access more of our magic and our intelligence and our powers in the way that we did in the ancient times. And this is such a beautiful time to be able to do these ceremonies of connection to magnetic energy. And everyone knows I always talk about creating moon water and drinking that magnetic energy in your body and really spending time moon bathing and connecting with the moon. And speaking of the moon, I have the most amazing, powerful goddess, uh, boss lady, leader, sensitive being who's come here to share with us the knowledge and teachings that she has created in her new book called The Moon Book. Yep, you heard it lunar magic to change your life such a beautiful book by the way you have to get this book everyone should have this book on their shelf so i'm really happy to bring into studio sarah faith gotzendiener who is calling in this powerful energy at this time in our evolution calling to this energy because we need this energy of this knowledge of how to connect into the moon and know the phases and really how to connect to a deeper place within ourselves, And so she is creating this powerful connection where she is 
honoring that space. The journey into her experience in 2005, as she began to strengthen her relationship with La Luna, she saw her life change dramatically. And everything from her self-worth skyrocketed, business grew, all these results came from utilizing her unique practice with the moon phases. So I am super happy to share with you an amazing, beautiful soul that I also even wrote something in her book. I wrote for her book because I got a chance to look at it while I was on the road. And I was so impressed by what I saw and what I read that I had to give a little blurb in her book about it. So I'm really happy to bring her here in Ancient Wisdom Today podcast because she's such a dear soul and such a beautiful being. And I'm so honored to be able to share this beautiful space with her in this year for today. Hi, Sarah. How are you, my love? I'm in Durek. I am so honored and grateful and so excited to flow and be here with you. I cannot wait to tap into what you have to say and to share our, I'm sure we have, I know we have a lot of the same beliefs. I know we have a lot of the same background. I know that we have similar ideas around energy and transformation and evolution. So I cannot wait to be here and hello to all the listeners out there. I'm so glad you're here too. I'm so happy you're here, darling. I wanted to um, talk, can you talk a little bit about what inspired you to strengthen your relationship with the moon? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I was a little baby witch and we all know that witches have this relationship with the moon. Witches and the moon go together, peanut butter and jelly, you know, but I was sort of not utilizing it in a way that made sense. I was, I'd like light a candle here, cast a spell there, kiss a frog there. I wasn't using it in a way that really harnessed the entire cycle and the entire transformational properties of a lunar phase. So just to give the listeners a little bit of background, a lunar cycle is really a reflection of both nature, right? We Mm -hmm. have all of the seasons seen. We We go from winter to spring to summer to fall in the lunar cycle as the energy on the face of the moon grows as it waxes, it becomes full, right? That's like summer solstice. We're ripe. We like want to howl. We want to stretch out. We want to harness. And then we kind of subside into winter, waxing, shedding, uh, reflecting, going inside, right? Stillness, rest. So we're natural beings, right? We're animals. And so these cycles are very, very organic to us. They're very, very intuitive to us. We understand this. And so if we can work with the lunar cycle on an energetic level, if we can work with the lunar cycle on a consciousness level, when we're going above the line, as the energy is growing, we're connecting to super conscious, we're connecting to higher self as the energy is growing. And then as we go inside the subconscious mind, the subconscious self, the emotional body, where we can transform and reprogram, Really what we're doing is we are repatterning programs. We are repatterning timelines when we can touch into the various levels. And when we do that around one theme, right? Whether it's self-worth or self-love or self-trust or abundance or whatever we'd like, the results that we see are phenomenal. You know, I think that what we're doing is we're looking at our desire 
we're taking a 360 approach. We're looking at what's blocking us from that desire. We're looking at our fears. We're transmuting those, you know, we're trying different things. So the process that I teach and that I abide by is really looking at the totality of a desire in order to transform from the inside out. Nice. You were saying that you said waxing, were you saying waxing and waxing two times or was it waning and waxing? So when we start at the new moon, that's the seed, right? That's the void. That's infinite possibility. And then we go into waxing when the light is growing on the face of the moon. So that's when we're like coming out and celebrating and all of that. That's when we're taking action. We're doing stuff in the external world. We're like looking at how our behaviors are linked to our mindset. We're changing those behaviors. We're taking action. And then the full moon is this real harnessing this, I call it this alchemy of transformation, where it's like, I call the full moon, buy one, get one, like anything you want, anything goes. If you need to release, you can release. If you want to ripen, if you want to expand, you can do that. You know, we're seeing the full spectrum of who we are, all levels and layers. That's so like, I'm that's why a lot on full moons, people are like, I feel insane. It's because, well, everything, all the water, like we are made out of water and we know that the moon uh, controls the tides. The moon also controls all the water on the planet, all the water in the water tables, all the water in you and me, all the water in the plants, right? We've had this connection. We know this. So when a full moon comes up and people are like freaking out, well, that's because there's a lot of emotional material that needs to be looked at. There's a lot of intuitive messages that we can listen to and collaborate with. It's not the moon's fault that we don't know how to work with our energy or our emotions or intuition. You know, the moon is helping us. Um, All of these energies want to collaborate with us. And so knowing ourselves and knowing how we work with these kinds of energies, especially as super sensitive people, which so many of us are, is really, really useful and helpful. Yeah, we say in shamanism that the full moon is full magic. So it's the time where the magnetic energy is at the highest. So we look at the moon based in shamanism based on magnetic energy. And we understand that magnetic energy is the basis for all magic, for all sensing, for all intuition, for all ability to use psychic abilities, to connect deeper with the trees, with nature, with the animals, uh, with our bodies, with our cells and everything. And so when the more magnetic energy we have, the more in harmony our body is, the more the way our neurological system is and the way that our women's hormones are and the way that men feel in their body, they feel safer when they have strong magnetic energy. And We always say in shamanism that the reason why the the world is the way it is today and why so many people have so much reaction and chaotic behavior is because they forgot how to follow the moon, how to be, how to go moon bathing and connection to that. I want to, what is your thoughts on the power of that connection and the, the way the world is today in regards to what we say in shamanism? about being able to take in that magnetic energy and that moon energy and be able to allow that to bring the balance and the healing to our feminine and our energies that keep us in harmony. Yeah, I I love that there's that connection there. I very much agree with you. I think we've really been cut off. All of nature is wanting to collaborate with us, including the moon, uh, including the sun, including the plants, all, you know. <laughs> yeah, everything. Everything, it's always speaking to us uh, if we listen. So 
I think that definitely getting in touch with our own rhythms and understanding our own cycles, the moon speaks to our natural rhythms and our natural cycles. That's going to look different for me than it looks for you. You know, Mm -hmm. you have your own needs, you cycle through your own transformations. And that's the other beautiful thing that the moon can remind us is that we got, we kind of got scammed into believing that time is linear and that, you know, that there's just like, even with the hero's journey, it's like, we go on this journey and then it's over and then credits roll. And it's, and the fact of the matter is we're always changing and evolving (laughs) who you are a year ago, you know, is different than who, you know, like you, I might meet you again in a year and you're a different person and you're going different challenges. And we have to remember that we are, the moon reminds us that we're meant to be dynamic. We are meant to go through cycles. We are meant to shed parts of ourselves. We are meant to seed and grow different parts of ourselves. And we're always in these processes and we're always getting told by society that that's wrong or that's not natural. And we have to always know and always be the same thing. And that's just not true, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So that's also what I love about the moon. And you're absolutely right. Har- like harnessing and collaborating with the power of the moon is really harnessing and collaborating with the power within ourselves and our own intuition and our own unique knowing. That's not going to come through in a way that is, it's going to come through in a unique way is what I mean. Like my intuition comes through in a different way than your intuition. Mm-hmm. And that's part of what we get to explore. And that's part of what we get to develop. And the moon can absolutely help us do that. Absolutely. You know, that is really beautiful. And I love how you said that. I love what you said is that as we harness the power of the moon, we are really learning to harness the power within ourselves. And that's very true. And the way that we see it in shamanism is the exactly that the, every effect that the moon is bringing will be different through each person because every person is different in the, in the way that they bring their magic through and the way they bring their energy through, which is why I always say that we should always honor everyone's process and cycle the way that it's supposed to show up instead of placing our views and our ideas of like, it's going to be this way for you or this way for you. And that's, I think that's the beauty of acceptance and the beauty of that, that acknowledgement of each individual and holding that space for them, which is just so beautiful and just feels so yummy. And then at the same time, being able to realize, okay, well, if I'm stepping into this place and I'm, and I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm listening to you know, you speak and and sharing um, in this conversation and everyone who's listening around the world, how do they begin to get into that space when, I mean, look, we should have been knowing this information from a part of our um, adaptation on earth and we haven't, it's been, it's been taken from us. So how do we get into that space, my love? Yeah. So I love that question and it's been taken from us, but from earliest civilization, the moon was our calendar. And so we see this in cultures like, so I'm Jewish. So the Jewish culture follows the moon. It's a lunar calendar. Islam is the same. There are many, you know, um, last month we celebrated the lunar new year, billions of people follow, you know, the movement of the moon. So it's there, even if we can't, even if it wasn't taught to us explicitly, it's there in our bodies, it's there in our bones. I really feel like maybe you feel this way, Shaman Durek. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. I feel like all of the magic and all of the knowledge of the world is like hidden in plain sight. 
And sometimes when I'm like walking my dogs or like looking at the sky, I'm like, this is so amazing. How, like, it's all right there. How are these people just ignoring it? And like, you know, I don't know, driving to work every day and not like noticing all of the language of the universe that's always speaking to us. So lunar knowledge is hidden in plain sight. It's hidden in certain cultures, calendars. It's hidden in parts of your ancestry's holidays, you know, like tied to certain Mm -hmm. holidays and traditions. So there's that. So it's already inside of you. Like the moon is for everyone. These energies are for everyone and they're already there. And what I always tell folks who are looking to kind of connect more with their intuition, with lunar cycles, it's like free 99, baby. Like pay attention. How do I feel today? Where's the moon? How did I feel last week? What, wait, do I feel insane? Maybe there's going to be a full moon in two days. Or, oh, normally when the moon is waning, I feel more intuitive. Okay, I'm going to utilize that. It's noticing your energetic patterns. It's noticing your natural rhythms and using the moon as a cosmic clock and a cosmic timekeeper so that you can work with and not against your natural rhythms and your natural flow. Like some people feel amazing at a new moon. Other people feel tired. And that could be for any number of reasons. It could be where they are in their life. It could be what moon sign they were born under. It could be what they're going through. It could just be like, hey, they're not maybe a new moon person and they need a couple of days to like get their energy back and they just need to rest. And so I think that this is the other thing that I really want to share with the listeners is we've really been taught to force our natural rhythms and patterns into a box to fight against it, to shame ourselves if we're tired, to shame ourselves if we're wired, you know? And I think that part of this, there's this like liberatory and freeing power of tapping into our own energetics and our own rhythms without shame. So if I know there are like a couple of days in my rhythms and my patterns that I need to rest you know, I'm going to do that without shame. I'm going to do that without forcing myself to be a different way. And that's another really beautiful and useful way that we can collaborate with this energy. I love that. I love that you're talking about this uh, idea that we have not been able to really acknowledge and see the rhythms that our body is in with nature and with the moon and with the sun and with life in general, that we're not able to, because we've been told to fit into an idea of expectations and deadlines and making sure we're meeting the status quo instead of really understanding this beautiful, intricate design that's been already woven for us to be able to just pay attention to the weaving of the universe and through our own intricate system with all of the elements and be able to connect into a space that if we are tired, go rest. You know, if you, whatever the energy of your body and your, and your spirit is telling you to follow into that space, you know, I wanted to know more about, you know, how does your studio modern women embody this idea? Yeah. So we're, I'm always trying to embody this idea and it's both easier and harder depending on the day. Right. So the first thing that we do is, well, the first thing how I run my business is it's, I run my business intuitively, which means I'm listening and checking in with myself. I'm listening and checking in with spirit. Do you do that too? Are you like spirit? Everything, even business decisions, any kind of projects we're working with, collaborations, anything to do with anything 
money-wise, everybody in my company, one, anyone I hire has to have an awareness about them that they communicate to their guides and they're communicating as a group. We collectively go into a group collective where we talk to the ancestors, we talk to the spirits, we, we, and we ask questions and then we share what we all got. And then we find the answer that is the right place for us to go organically and naturally and authentically. And we don't, if, if the spirits say no, and we get all that same response, then we make a decision not to. So that's really, I was going to say, because sometimes when I'll ask spirit and I'm like, really? Like, you know, I'm like, but I wanted to do that thing. And spirit's like, no. And I'm like, or they'll tell me something really specifically and I won't know why. And then I'll only find out later. So for example, I got information from spirit to start this series of workbooks in 2015 called Many Moons. They were self-published. I'd never self-published. I never thought of myself as a writer, never, like ever, never, ever, definitely not for spiritual text. It just came through really quickly, really strongly. I was intuitive. I was a psychic tarot reader. I was doing other things. I was doing, um, I was being an artist, but I wasn't doing that. And it certainly wasn't my plan. It certainly was not my business plan at all. And so they said, I said, well, what am I going to do? And they said, you're going to do it for three years as long as you do it, we're going to help you. We'll help you. You figure it out. We'll help you. So I did. I didn't really know why I was doing this. Again, made no sense in my business plan or my like human ego mind. So I did that. They said, do it for three years. I kept doing it. And then like, it was the last one. They blew up. No advertisement. Was selling thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands. People were like emailing me from all over, from different countries. How can I get these? It just really became this thing because it was magical, it took on a life of its own because people needed this information. Mm. So I understand that I was just this vessel. It wasn't really about me. It was about the information and what other people needed. So there was that. Okay. Fast forward. I'm writing the last one. I'm like, what's going on? It's what am I going to do after this? I've just spent three years of my life doing this. And then of course I get the email for a publisher to write the book. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is like the next step. This is going right. to be available to like millions of people or whatever. But I didn't know. And if I had used my like human brain, my analyzing brain, if I had listened to the people who had said, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? If I had listened to that doubt, you know, mm-hmm. I, we sometimes we have to be doing things in surrender and in trust. And then we can kind of find out later what the kind of- What the was. meaning is, Yeah. And so that was, and that like, just to kind of get really meta, that experience I'm describing, not knowing, having this thing take on a magical life of its own, not quite understanding what was going to happen. That's super lunar. Like, you know, that's like super lunar. And we're so, again, like we want things to be logical. We want things to be tied up in a bow. And like, that's just not how spirit works. Yeah, I agree with you. And what was the name of this thing that you were writing? They were called the Many Moons Workbooks. I love that. That is so beautiful. This is amazing. And I think, you know, what's interesting is, and a lot of times because people, you know, and what, what came to me was finding your path outside of your path. And it's the, right, it's that journey of the, you know, I love the tarot card, the fool you know, because the full is such a representation of that. It's like, you don't 
really know, but you have the childlike self that's like, I'm going to go on this discovery through this like enchanted whatever discovery, you know, you find that the very thing you're doing, if you try to go into it with that analyzation mind, that matrix mind, that polarity brain, right, then you get stuck into wanting to figure out why. And spirit's like, can you just stop and, and just have fun with us? Just go on this journey. So I really love what you're talking about, surrendering into this trust, because there's so many people in the world who come to me and I can't tell you how many times people say to me, Shaman Derek, what's my path? Shaman Derek, what's my future? Shaman Derek, Shaman Derek, why am I here? What's my purpose? What's my purpose? And I go, okay, here's, here's an idea for all of you. Uh, why don't you just do something that you love to do and let's just see where spirit takes you. Like how simple and how hard is that for people to do? Ta-da. Well, that's the other really interesting thing too, is like people are looking for permission to become themselves. Mm-hmm bring their gifts out into the world. And we're in this timeline now where like, hello, we're seeing the so-called permission granters. And I'm like, I don't want their permission. Thank you. No, like, thank you next. So I'm like, Hey babes, let's get, let's all give ourselves permission slips to explore our natural gifts and talents that we came into this world with that. Oftentimes we were made to feel ashamed of or oftentimes we were, it's the parts of us that are shiny and that shine and that threaten other people. So we kind of were taught to tuck it away. Those are the weirder parts or the things we can't explain. You know, I've waited for permission a lot in my life. So I have a lot of compassion. I think like lots of people who are socialized women, you know, or feminine or queer, they're waiting for, you know, someone else to tell them what to do. But I, if you're listening to this and this is resonating with you, follow what wants to come through you follow what you're it's like so people ask me Sarah got a senior Sarah got a senior Sarah got a senior like how do I tap into my intuition what do I do what meditation should I try and I just say okay hold on what are you attracted to is it music is it gardening is it art is it movement what is that thing what is that thing that feels easy and that you just love Well, that might be how you access your intuition. Maybe you plant a tree and talk to the tree. Maybe you do some movement and you talk to spirit. Maybe you play some music and just sing and see what wants to come through. And maybe you're a verbal processor. It's, we make things so much more difficult and really it's already inside of us. So you know, that's the thing. It's it's not that complicated. You don't need to take a million pills. You don't need to read 9 million books. You just get to pay attention to yourself and what wants to come through, what wants to be shown to you and to trust and to believe that it's real because you can feel it and because you can access it. You know, that's also very lunar and very intuitive as well. You know, I love that because it's it's true. People do make things difficult because they want they don't want to stop listening to the matrix. And in order for them to actually move through any process, they have to return. You know, I I I really love it because as you were speaking, the thought that kept coming to me is permission slips to explore play and and passion, right? And it just allows you to kind of just be in this kind of space of your own creative experience with creation, 
right? And it's that, you know, in the, in the Kabbalah, they have this part with the, the Govora and in really connecting into the place of this heart, this place of the heart. And, you know, it's, and it's so important because I feel like we get so removed from that space because we're told that we have to do this. And if we don't do this, then this thing's not going to happen. And, we, and then everyone has an opinion. And I, and I always find it fascinating that everyone has an opinion. And I love that you were speaking so brilliantly on that about how if people are talking and you're thinking with your mind, you probably would have never come into this, this beautiful exploration that you've created for the world uh, through your experience, right? I think that's the true hero's journey, if you ask me, right? Is that the journey doesn't have an end. It's an eternal process and really stepping into that space. So I really enjoy that. I wanted to ask you, how does your unique techniques and practices with the moon phases allow for personal growth? Yeah, I love that question. There's a lot of them. As I said before, we're working with various aspects of ourself. So everything from really simple meditations, rituals, listening, mindfulness, really simple, like we were talking about paying attention, tuning in, listening to the internal, checking in with lunar energy. Then there is the consciousness shifts, you know, that have to be made. And then there are also the ways in which we dialogue with various levels of our conscious selves, right? Because we really do have to tap into our subconscious mind, right? That is these beliefs that are there, these ways that we react. Uh, Many of us also have trauma responses on top of that, that are in our nervous system. You know, we really have to be both and we have to be firm and gentle when we're trying to make this transformation. Because the ultimate goal, in my humble opinion, with this process is authentic embodiment. So what does that look like? That looks like all of the parts of ourself are integrated. It doesn't necessarily mean that we no longer have self-doubt. It doesn't mean that we don't have fear. It doesn't mean that we know everything. But what it does mean is that we're compassionate with ourselves. What it does mean is that we're mindful. We're willing to take risks and to take, I talk a lot about symbolic actions, which for me are these aligned actions where we're embodying that which we are seeking as we take steps in the direction of who we want to become, right? So because it's like, here's the thing about, and you know this too, Shaman Durek, right? I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. The spell or the desire is a symbol, but it's a symbol of something we need to tap into in ourselves, right? So maybe it's a symbol of security, or maybe it's a symbol of freedom, whatever it is, whatever the thing is. And so we have to look for that. And we have to think about what aspects of our body are resisting freedom. What aspects of our mind and our thought process are afraid and don't want to relinquish control? You know, what practices can we do to reassure and to transmute various energies and various patterns? A lot of it is through affirmations, hypnosis, meditation. A lot of it is through taking action, repetitive practice. A lot of it is in the body and the nervous system, you know, in literally like checking in and tuning in. Oh, okay. Is this tightness in my throat? Okay. What's that all about? Is it about having to use my voice? All right. Well, so I'm going to take my subconscious. I'm going to integrate it with action steps. 
I'm going to integrate it with the emotional self and my intuition in order to make different decisions so that I create a different feedback loop inside of my nervous system, inside of the different parts of myself so that I can move forward in a different way. And that's what creates transformational change. And that's what transforms us from the inside out. It's like, I love that there's like this really great statement that Jim Carrey made. And it was something along along the lines of, I want everyone to become rich and famous actors so that they can realize money's not important, you know? And it's that kind of thing where we can be searching and searching and searching. We can have the Holy Grail in our hand, but if we don't feel deserving of holding the Holy Grail, what does it matter if we're in like, you know, a mansion or in hell? Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm really trying to teach people, yes, of course, you want a desire. Yes, of course, you want some external reflection of your gifts. Yes, that's why we came here. We came here to share. We came here to show. We came here to experience joy and abundance and beauty and all of the wonderful things in life. And also, if we're not doing that inner work to transmute, to tap in, you know, it's it's both and. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, from what you were speaking about in the way that people are operating, the way we look at it in shamanism is that control, fear, and all these different things are spirits that we connect into because we are afraid of acknowledging our light and being in that space of light. And when we look at light, we look at the shadow in shamanism. So we say the shadow is your ultimate light in disguise because the shadow is the part that tells you the highest level of truth that your being doesn't want to hear because you were born in a world of lies. Right. So understanding that we understand that a lot of times people want to demonize everything because it's easier for them to be able to stay in duality as a separational tool so that they don't have to take responsibility for claiming that sense of power, which requires them to step into autonomy, step into the nucleus of their being, step into the space where they're able to truly create from which I always say, return to your throne, put your crown back on and orchestrate the universe from your throne. You don't always have to be in everyone else's energy. So the key is to be able to acknowledge that everything that is showing up in your life, you are orchestrating that into your life. And everything that is not in harmony is the disharmony that you have with yourself in allowing that light to shine. So it's the fear of your own brightness. So, you, you know, what I, the way I always look at it is like when we are talking about, you know, being the, the, you have to have power, but you also have this other, you have to have, you know, this gentleness as well. I always look at it, soft power opens the life flower. And it's, it's recognizing the soft power. It's, it's still being in a place of love, still being in this unconditional, playful love, but understanding that true power is the ability to have the awareness of that love and to know that every circumstance and situation outside of you, material possession, all of these things have no reference to how you are operating in the awareness of your own existence. So that's where people's biggest fear comes in is that we are raised on a planet to lie and then find our truth to restructure through the lies that we've been told to buy into. Those lies meaning our own self-betrayal and this betrayal that our parents had and so forth and this ancestral stuff. And then being able to connect back into nature, which is telling us the truth. Our body is telling us the truth. Spirit is telling us the truth. And then getting back into that truth in order to access that level of truth, then we get into understanding, oh, by being in that truth, we're able to be 
the sun. So I'm always saying literally for me, the way I look at it is people not being afraid to be that sun, to be the sun in the universe and not hide from being the sun, that you are this radiant light. Instead of being afraid that your sun is too much for people, that you're actually radiating this light forward because you're able to be in your truth, even if people choose not to be in their truth. And I think that's the key is because, you know, we're talking about what Jim Jim Carrey was saying, material possessions are one thing. Anything you have around you is another, but these are all things to edify the amplification of that love. And what is love? Love is acknowledging existence, right? And so what does everyone want on the planet to be acknowledged for their existence? So what do they seek? Likes on Instagram, likes on Facebook, social media. They want to get rewarded because this is the planet of reward. Because every time you get rewarded, you go, oh, I must exist. They're rewarding me. So getting into that space of what you said is really important. Yeah. They're like, people are confusing attention for love. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's not what that, this is about. Absolutely. I think, can I ask you a question? Of course, my love. I think people are so afraid to shine when so many of us come into the planet as children and we have this natural shine. We have this natural innocence. We have this, what we're good at is usually very clear when we're a child. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that society makes us afraid to share and show that natural light? I, you know, I've studied world religion and being a shaman, also understanding the shamanic heritages of my family and the teachings from Africa and understanding all these different philosophies and so forth. And what I've learned in my journey since I was a kid into where I am now is that there are people on the planet who have found a long time ago that they don't want to share. They don't want to share in the luxury that life can give you. When I say luxury of life, I'm, I'm speaking directly in, in to the joy that life can give you in, in one existence of this experience on earth, the comforts, the, the security, the harmony, the balance. So in order for them to maintain that, they believe they have to create a hierarchy. And through that hierarchy, they need to be able to keep people in a space where they're not able to see the power that they really have. And so how do you do that? You have to create a God that would punish you and throw you into a pit of hell or do something to you against you so that your subconscious mind would do the same to you. So you would emulate the reflectionary energies of that which you believe is the creator because you are told that you also are a child of God. You would then reflect that into your own ability to create and you would self-destruct yourself as you go along your life and you would seek division and you would seek separation and you would seek to continue to destroy your own resource as a way to deplete yourself from your own life existence. So that way, if they gave you emotional intelligence and they gave you the ability to in harmony with nature. Instead of us being in harmony with nature, we are actually considered an aggressive attack upon nature because we are not operating in the harmonious tones that that nature presents us with and making sure that we are utilizing our resources in a way that is supportive of the balance of the, the beautiful design that has already been set into motion. So the system gains by keeping us in this slave-based mentality. And that's the reason why they had to kill witches and shamans and, and mystics and druids and all of the mystical beings who gave their life for people like you and I, Sarah, to be able to bring these messages forth. They died 
for us to come and keep coming, no matter how many people have to lose their lives to keep saying, no, here is the truth and here's the lie and here's what they're doing and here's what we need to do to get back to that place that you're talking about. Being a child coming into this world and having parents who say, you know, I don't know why you're here yet, but I'm wanting to discover this. And anything you feel that I can do to make changes in myself to be even better in this environment with you, please give me instruction as well because I'm also here to learn. You know, I always say just because you're older, you're not an elder, you know, and it's recognizing that children should be able to say to their parents, you're projecting onto me. You're putting so much negative energy in my space. You're, you're basically taking what I love and trying to diminish it because you didn't choose to do what you love. Like we should be able to speak truthfully, but we don't speak truthfully. And so because of that, we live in fear that then we're not going to be loved because they told us that that's, that's what our creator will do to us. And then we have Santa Claus who's doing the same thing. Santa Claus is coming in saying, ho, ho, ho. If you're good, you get rewarded. If you're bad, you get a lump of coal. Every single condition is about some domesticated way of doing things to us, which brings me to actually my question that I have for you, my love, which is how do you personally address the take on the challenge of systemic inequality as an artist? Well, I'm still sinking in and, and enjoying all of that you just shared. So thank you for sharing all of that. I love that. I can't wait to listen to this again, just so I can listen to that piece. Cause I think it's really important. And I think that it's something that folks have to remember basically every day, what you just shared, you need to remember, right? Who's in your mind? Who's telling you, is this true? Like who said that? What do the people telling you certain things what do they have to gain from this? Mm-hmm. Like what's really going on here? Who's writing the laws? Because you are so filled with love and spirit and you're critical. Like you have your, like, you're like, hey, what's really going on here, people, right? And I love that about you. So for me, as an artist, as a really sensitive person, as a spiritual person, I believe that part of our role, part of our job is to care about all of humanity. So part of our work, it doesn't have to be all of our work. But part of our work does have to be addressing the systemic injustices that, of course, we didn't create, but we're all here. So we all have some kind of responsibility, right? Like my whole thing is if my cup is full, then I can help you, right? So first we have to fill our own cup and then we can help other people. So there's a couple of different ways that we can do that, right? So the first way we can do that is literally through embodying what we believe, what our values are. If I believe that everybody is equal and that all of us, you know, deserve abundance or a roof over our head, food, water, so on and so forth. Then part of my role is making sure that some of the money I make goes to that, right? The other thing about it is for me is like really looking at where I embody, where I internalize this hierarchy you're talking about. When I am negative self-talking, I am embodying a hierarchy. I am embodying punitive punishment. So I have to look within myself and I have to see like, okay, how am I embodying that at, you know, at whatever level? And then how am I doing that consciously or unconsciously with other people? How am I devaluing myself and other people unconsciously and so on and so forth, right? So it's like unraveling the system in our head, unraveling, you know, what's happening with us. And also, I think it's like, I love that you talked about truth earlier, Shaman Durek, 
because we have to share our truth. People don't love, people in the spiritual world do not love that I use words like anti-capitalist. It is a reality. It is a reality. And again, like I didn't necessarily create it, but I am in it. So what can I do, as you were saying, Shaman Durek, to bring balance? What can I do to bring balance and harmony? What would it look like? Well, you know, there are any number of things that I do and my studio does uh, to do that. And also we have to be doing it internally and in our interpersonal relationships as well. You know, that's, that's the work. Yes. I usually change the word work in lexicon to love. That's the love. Love, baby. Yeah. I love speaking to you. You're so absolutely divine and wonderful and refreshing to my soul. I feel so, I feel like just the rain and the energy, like when I go under a waterfall, like when I'm in Hawaii or something, it's just washing over me, this beautiful cascading of just knowledge and wisdom. You're so profound, my darling. I'm really happy that we are here today sharing with the world, you know, and it's so true. And I think it's really hilarious. And that's why I was laughing. <laughs> Because it would only make sense that you would speak about those things from the perspective of understanding, one, if you're bringing this level of intelligence to the planet, it obviously means you've been on this planet many times. It's a no-brainer. We look at it in shamanism as like, okay, you wouldn't be having this amazing book if you weren't channeling this energy. You wouldn't be able to access that level of awareness and that level of intention if you didn't already have been here many times and have seen this, you know, this um, disarray of dissonance that human beings keep creating with themselves through these passages of looping and looping and looping in this quantum field and not realizing they're even on a quantum wheel and so forth. So I really want to get into that space because I know how passionate you are because I'm listening to your words. I'm like, oh, this is what she's passionate about. So, you know, I really want to go into that and talk about your feelings about this quantum loop and how people are just spinning this wheel and not realizing they're even on the wheel and how all these things are just, you know, like when I was in history school, when I was in school and I was studying history, when I say history school, because it's like my classroom, literally, I just was like, I don't even know why I'm in this class. This class makes no sense to me whatsoever. I told my teacher, like, I don't get why I'm in this class because we're still doing the same thing. So what's new, right? And they just, she couldn't see it because she's, she'd been programmed to believe we're living in a linear universe. So I want to hear your thoughts on that. Yes. So the first thing that came up is when we are only operating from a place of the past, the past becomes the present, the present becomes the future and so on and so forth. You know, humans, like we evolved for security. We are lo always looking to one another. You know, there's the, the, all of the science done around it, mirror neurons and the thoughts that we think every day or something like we think 90% of the same thoughts. And so it just goes on and on and on. And it's like, what is it? What do they say? Like the devil, you know, is better than the devil you don't. So we create these cages in our little rooms or safe in our little and so it's funny that you you're speaking about this too with the moon and cycles, because sometimes I tell my students, I'm like, are we like spiraling? Are we spiraling? What direction are we spiraling into? And I think this is also where you were talking about the fool. Like I love, so my favorite thing is when we are, we're getting really meta and we have a circular conversation and I can bring back in things that you were, you planted this seed like 15 minutes ago and now I bring it back. The fool is about the void and the unknown. So a lot of times I tell my clients and my students, listen, what you want to be attuning to is 
doing something different, right? And we think that, oh, doing something different, our body reads it as uncomfortable. We get scared, anxiety kicks in, nervous system zones up. And then we stop and then we don't do it or we do it and it doesn't go the way that we want. And so we we stop and we think we're a failure and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, just get used to trying something different. Try something you haven't done before you react, before you respond, right? Before you send off that angry email or whatever it is, really check in. Like that's the first thing if we want to pattern break. And the other thing that we have to be really aware of, and I think that you do this, I hope, I mean, I know you do, and I hope that people listening do, is to really zoom out on our lives. This is how the moon can help us. This is how nonlinear time, because we know that healing is nonlinear. I know that I can go into a meditation back from a time when I was 21 being abused or something. And I can reframe, right? Because what we're doing when we're thinking about a situation is we are creating a new memory. Like that's what our brain does. So new emotions get created. They stay in our body for about a minute and a half. We usually prolong them with our thoughts. And so we become this like burgeoning, you know, resentful stew, or we get angry or we get afraid. We have to go back into those moments. We have to zoom out on our life and look at, okay, this also feeds into life purpose because I believe one of our, I believe we have infinite life purposes. And I always also ask my clients like, well, let's take a breath. What's your life purpose now? And it could be simply healing. I believe one of our life purposes is healing from certain wounds and certain traumas that were inflicted upon us because then we heal the world we can heal forwards and backwards. You know, I can, I'm working on healing my matrilineal line. Part of that is being out in the world as an intuitive, my matrilineal line terrified. When I have conversations with my matrilineal ancestors, they are like, stop, do not pass, go. We are terrified. You cannot be doing this. Like you cannot be sharing about this. Like because they were afraid of dying, you know, because they like, that's how deep it was. Right. So there's that. So there's this healing, there's this healing part of it that I think is really important. And I think doing something different and I think zooming out and seeing, okay, normally I react to this thing. What's that about? What's the root of that? Let's go to the root. Let's spend some time there. Let's dig it up. Let's compost it. Let's, let's fill it with love. What are your thoughts on that? My love. Well, you know, I'm literally agreeing with everything you're saying. The way that we look at it in shamanism and the way we look at it as spirit hackers is which I created shamanism into the modern day as the new Jedi is literally understanding that the past creates your next future and that the now is the place where you create and then it goes to the past and then flips over and becomes your next future. So if people keep going back to the past in their mental time machine, they're actually resourcing their future. So the the way the system, the matrix operates is to keep people reacting. The more people react, the more it becomes present in their experience, becomes their past and becomes their next tomorrow, their next week and their next month. And so the quantum looping is uh, trapping people because they're not aware of where to place their mind. Their mind is a technology. It operates in a signal-based signal, a frequency-based frequency. That's how we can create neuroplasticity and be able to open up these different neurological aspects of ourselves where we're either one, beholden to something that was painful and traumatic, or we shift and alchemize the trauma into joy, laughter, and pleasure and begin to move into a different way of perceiving and understanding our universe. But again, a lot of people get caught 
caught up in the need to be righteous and right about their experiences. And this is what traps them and keeps them in that loop because they feel like they have to stake claim. Like, I don't know if you ever saw that movie where it was like, I think it was Nicole Kidman and maybe it was Tom Cruise and they were coming to the new land and they all had to get in horses and race to stick their stake in the ground to claim their, you know, well, that's exactly what people are doing. They're, they're racing for something that really has no value to stake their claim into something that really shouldn't be staked into. And this is what creates a lot of the labels. This is what creates the ideas and identifications of, of self. You know, I was having this talk earlier to one of my RSs, what I call my remembrance students. And we were talking about how if we look at humanity and we understand that all of these, these ideas of uh, definitions that are being created are created by a system that had created the box and then created enough fear and pressure and anxiety for them to run to the box and stake their, their claim in that box and then own it and then build themselves through that label. So the idea of being gay or bisexual or straight or this or black or white. Like I'm not black. I'm literally African and Norwegian, but that's my parents. That's their heritage, right? But the word black then puts us all into one box. And then the word white puts people into a box and then they can create a race war because that's how the system works. It's like, let's give them a color, not a nationality, not a night, not a connection to the earth. Let's give them a color and then they'll fight each other because now we have something to to play off of and we can build a whole type of psychology around it and make people focus on it when that's not even the real issue. So these things I feel are um, human uh, distractions for abuse. And a lot of times when people think about trauma and they think about abusive things, they always go back to, oh, well, like people will see sexuality as an abusive thing. So you can't show it in films. You can't show it here. You can't do it here. But they'll show someone eating someone or blowing someone's head off and be like, oh, that's normal. That's entertainment. That's like, you know, that's not the same, you know, that's just like, you know, it's just, you know, that we just watched that movie last night. Oh my God, it was amazing. Do you see what happened when they blew up all those people? Like, oh my God, but oh my God. I'm sorry to interrupt. I always show up, but I'm always saying like, what if our movies were about like flowers growing and people you know, helping one another and building new technologies. And like my partner, he's like, no one would watch that. You know, I'm like, I would, but like, it's all like chicken or egg. It's like, if that was our reality, if that's what we were always watching and around, if it's like nature, nurture, it's like, if we were always being nurtured, if we were always being uh, supported, what would happen? You know, it's, it's like you, you're the way you lay it out is just so simple. And again, I really hope people listening to this remind themselves of this so that they can zoom out, get a perspective. Am I being a pawn in someone else's game? (laughs) (laughs) Living my truth, you know? So yeah, I love that so much. I love this conversation. It's awesome. Yeah, I love it as well. And it's true. And it's exactly right. And I love what you said about the whole thing about the film. Like, think about it. If we were in a world where that the reality of our existence was based on Understanding that productivity is about creating the possibility for another human being or for another species. Our technology, our interfacing, our, the way that we interact with nature, the way that we resource, the way that we connect, the way that we communicate, the way that we choose visual interpretations or how do I say mental or auditorial interpretations would be completely different. We wouldn't have songs that are degrading women. 
or everything you see is about a broken heart. So everyone can constantly feel like they have to put those mantras in their head. We wouldn't be having television that is showing us that it's okay to be violent. It's okay to go to war. Look at, they did that. Oh my God, that person's going in for revenge. That's what I should do. You know, we keep supporting the very thing that they want to keep electing, which is through war, through dissonance, through destruction, through chaos, through division, there's money and power to be made. And that is all they care about. They see us as dollar signs and check marks. And so until we as people get sick and tired of being a dollar sign in a check mark, until we return to the resources that nature has given us, the moon, the sun, the fresh water, the ocean, you know, thoughts? Like we're totally attuned. And I think, you know, to kind of like just underline folks with their own autonomy, you know, I just also want to remind everyone listening and remind myself that we are empowered and we can do this little by little. It doesn't have to be this huge, big thing, but we're all seeds, right? So all doing what we can, if we're all emanating at frequencies of love and understanding and compassion, or at the very least neutrality, you know, planting these, we are planting these seeds. We are, uh, the more we come into contact, the more we foster relationships, ways of being, embodying that which we value, love, peace, understanding, compassion, uh, the more it will grow. It's just basic. You know, this is like basic math, right? The more of something there is, the more of something there will be. So, you know, I'm really loving all of these reminders, which feel very ancient and which feel very true. And I know that that they, I'm going to carry them with me, you know, in my own day. So I love it all. Yeah. I love it all. You're amazing. I'm so happy that, you know, when I hear the funny story was that, so my, my team sent me your book to, um, to review and to look at and everything and to write something. And I had, I was so much going on in my life because I had lived two lives. I have the shaman life and then I have the royal family life, which is like a whole nother thing, right? And so I'm like, I was sitting with my family, my sister, my girlfriend and the family and, you know, her mom and dad and my, my mother-in-law the queen, uh, my future mother-in-law, who's Queen Sonia, she's very much adamant about us always being on time for every little thing, you know? And the whole time I'm sitting at the dinner table, I keep hearing this voice go, did you, did you look at Sarah's book? Did you look at Sarah's book? Did you look at Sarah's book? And I was like, okay, okay, I got it. So I told my girlfriend, I really have to go check out this moon book. I have to take the time to go and do this because the spirits are, are hounding and my ancestors are on my back. I can't even enjoy dinner. I'm sitting here listening to this voice constantly talking about your book. So I went and started you know, looking through it. And it was funny because spirit was very clear that I'm supposed to, I, that I wanted to be here to support you to bringing your message and utilizing whatever platform I have to to, to do that. And it knew because it knew this connection of who we are and what we represent. And I love the synchronicity of it all. I love the magic. I love the energy. And so I'm just super happy. And when I got, I was just in, I, I came back from Norway and I now on my other life, which is in the States, <laughs> away from that, all that craziness, and literally came to my sister's house in the Hamptons and your book arrived and my sister had it on the counter. It had the beautiful card and everything and it had the moon, um, it had moon bottle uh, stuff that you sent me. But what exactly is that, by the way? Moon potion, right? Yeah. I love it. So I, she had it all set up and she's like, oh yeah, this is Sarah's book. It's so gorgeous. Do you think maybe we can keep this at my house? I'm like, absolutely not. This book is gorgeous. I designed it. Thank you. 
I love it. It's so beautiful. Your design is gorgeous. It's such a beautiful, it has such great energy. That's what it's all about, baby. I'm trying. She's trying. I'm all you're not trying, you're doing. So anyway, I just, I, anyway, so that I just wanted to share that little bit with you. <laughs> It's, it's so great. You know, I really, really love everything that you share. You're doing such important work. And so I was just so pleased and honored. You know, I know you're busier than Jesus Christ. And now you're sharing that, yes, in fact, you are busier than Jesus Christ. So for you to take that moment and that time, you know, I understand it means something to me. So I just want to like share that love and that gratitude. So thank you. Oh, I love you, sweetheart. Thank you for being on the planet. How can people get your book and how can they find you and connect with you? And Yeah. So the book is available everywhere. You can get it wherever books are sold at your favorite local bookstore. You can find me on the internets. My, you can sign up for my newsletter. The website is modernwomenprojects.com. I do t- workshops, teach. I have a podcast called Moonbeaming. And you can find me on IG at G-O-T-T-E-S-S-S-G-O-T-T-E-S-S-S-G-O-T-T-E-S-S-S-G-O-T-T-E-S-S-S-G-O-T-T-E-S-S-S-G-O-T-T-E-S-S-S-G-O-
book that has so much intelligent information in it. And I just was like so excited to dive in and get into it. And I love in the conversation, you know, how she was talking about how the full moon is like anything goes, right? It's like if you want to clear things, if you want to get rid of things, if you want to bring things in, if you want to expand things, the full moon. And, you know, and that's what I love. So I always say full moon is full magic. It's that place where you get to really let your manifestation. And for those of you who don't like the word magic, I just kind of give you an understanding. Magic is manifestation, right? It's the ability to tap into the awareness of yourself as a co-creator with the creator that is you that's within you being able to create this beautiful experience of life for yourself and for others right so don't get too hung up on the words of magic but for those of you who don't you understand but i just wanted to kind of drop that in there because i really want people to understand that magic is a beautiful thing and it's not this you know dark thing that people talk about and say it's evil and it belongs to the devil and all this nonsense it's actually this beautiful energy of connection and sensuality and play and passion and 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 so much more (laughs) i mean all the levels of magic are so absolutely um, life enthralling. So, uh, you know, I really love that. And I love how she talks about understanding how the moon wants a relationship with you, as so does the sun, as so does nature, and as so does life, right? It wants a relationship with you. The mountain wants relationship with you. The trees want relationship with you. And that's actually really nice that she said that because in shamanism, we have that belief that, you know, the core energy of shamanism is about relationship. So it's so nice how she, that got, you know, really tied in there and how it connects so much into what, you know, how I look at things from the shamanic perspective or the spirit hacking perspective, where it's about being able to connect into those deeper relationships and how to find your rhythm and your cycles through those relationships and through the experiences of the elements, such as the moon, for instance, right? And so I love the understanding of the course of those energies, which is really being dynamic, right? Shedding ourselves of energies and things that we no longer need, you know, planting seeds and watching them grow and giving patience and love and nurturing to it in its growth process, but also planting seeds that are worth growing something that is not only just for you as an individual, but is also for the collective. So whatever you plant, a word, idea, a thought, an opinion or whatever, it really should be for the collective that everyone can be able to resource off of the bountiful growth and harvest that comes from that which you've planted and seeded, right? And then also remembering not to follow the patterns that the matrix wants you to follow and to stay the same. Because, you know, the, the matrix wants you to stay the same and wants you to lock yourself in, which is basically putting yourself in a cage, keeping yourself in this kind of very stagnant place instead of realizing the potential of yourself through experiencing new things, right? So really getting into that space. So what she was saying, which I thought was a really beautiful statement, she says, and I have to repeat it so you can remember it. And she said, harness the power with the moon, right? So when you harness the power with the moon, I'm going to say it, when you harness the power with the moon, you are harnessing the power within yourself. In other words, ourselves as a tribe, right? And I think that's really beautiful because the moon, again, is this reflection that is giving us this magnetic energy to see the power within us through harnessing the energy of the moon. And I love the fact that she talks about magic is hidden in plain sight. That is the language of the universe. These beautiful languages of the universe is that magic is hidden in plain sight. 
yet so many people keep themselves busy and preoccupied that they don't see where that magic is. They don't recognize the magic. They don't acknowledge the magic. Like even when I give someone a hug, just like yummy, wonderful, warm bodied hug, I see and feel magic happening. I can feel and see the love that is expanding out into the trees, into nature, into the animals, into the hospitals, into all the different places that are changing people's lives and changing circumstances that were going in a different direction to reversing it and going back into love just from a warm, embracing hug where I can feel the warmth of your body pressed against my body in this true, authentic embrace, which a lot of people just take for granted the connections until it's gone until it's no longer and then people want it back and i think this is a great learning lesson right now where we're at in our evolution is to be able to start appreciating things a little bit more than we have really spend a little bit more time acknowledging how appreciative you should be for the toilet paper that you have and how the, how beautiful that is, right? And and appreciate the connections and the friendships and the food that you're able to eat, the air you're able to breathe, right? And see the language of the universal love being poured into you, poured into you for all of these things that we don't even acknowledge when the sun comes out, when the moon comes up, when the wind blows across our face. These are beautiful passages of life that we mustn't take for granted. We must honor them and see them and feel them and be in them and immerse ourselves in those frequencies, right? And so making the moon a part of our life, learning more about the moon through this book, learning about the different phases of the moon and where we are in our life and what is happening and how we can actually shift energy by learning about these rhythms, right? And then really finding out like, where is the moon and how do you feel and what are you connecting with and what is really, you know, coming forth? All of these things are really important, you know, and as we begin to build that level of knowledge and expertise within ourselves, within our own relationship, and as we begin to utilize that relationship in a beautiful and more dynamic way of seeing the beauty and energy that we bring in ourselves, right? And we begin to know that, we then begin to realize that we don't have to force our natural rhythms to go against our natural rhythms with shame and put it in that space of shame because we want to take a nap right now or we want to go by the water or we need to do something right now that our body and the natural rhythms of our authentic nature our elemental spirits the natural energy of our being is asking us to do right so following it without shame and really stepping into that place of surrender surrendering with trust and knowing that it's a part of the journey right is to follow those rhythms so finding your path outside of your path right is literally the understanding that when you're on your path in life doesn't necessarily mean that your career is always going to be the same career that you went to college or learned to devote yourself through certain types of vocational programs or whatever it is that you did to to build yourself in this world understanding that life is not meant to be this like one two three four five six seven eight kind of methodical pattern the understanding of life is to be the unknown and it's supposed to relish and be so excited about the unknown, excited about the surrendering and to trust, the surrendering of taking the journey like a child, right? And realizing, you know, that the key to truly being happy and finding true destiny is the ability to let go 
to find your path through being super lunar. I love that, that she says super lunar. I mean, goodness, I'm going to have to steal that one. Actually, I'm not going to steal it. I'm going to borrow it. I just, you know, take it out for a little uh, run around the block. But the thing is literally super lunar, right? Is ability to do things that you would never think you would do, but you do it. And it doesn't matter what people say. It doesn't matter how many people say things to you and whatever the matrix is telling you, you do it. And how do you do it? You do it by finding your passion, your love, the thing that you want to do that would make you happy. Even if it's gardening, just go do the gardening all the time. Start helping other people do the garden. Before you know it, you might become a person who builds new gardens gardens or you might be a landscaper you know again that the, the skies are free and open for you to expand and explore all your creative faculties through and then just really let that come through and so you know that's important because you know what she was talking about in her experience was that you know she was doing psychic tarot reading and she was doing she was intuitive she had no plans to write a book right but then she started getting into this energy that started having her write this many moon workbook and channeling information and giving that. And then all of a sudden a publisher reaches out to her and all of a sudden she creates this amazing book called the moon book that we were speaking about, you know, today and how amazing that is. And that's how it goes. But if we listen to that polarity brain, right, that polarity organ and listening to other people and not surrendering to trust and not finding our path and becoming super lunar and getting so tied up in this logical process, we miss the opportunity that life gives us. These beautiful nuggets of joy and happiness that we can follow through being a super lunar person, right? And so literally we have to give ourselves the permission slips to explore play and passion, which is so important. If we're going to be able to step into a new horizon of thought and experience, create more, bring more prosperity, bring more abundance, have new relationships come in from the ones that we've had in the past, we've got to be willing to step into that space and not be afraid of being a universal sun, a universal sun, a radiant light that shines regardless if people are, are un uncomfortable with your uniqueness and how different you are than how they are. You have to be willing to stand out. And even if people don't like it or get mad at it or judge it or criticize it, it doesn't matter. You have to make a decision. If you really want to see your life be the best life, right? What makes it difficult for people is that they keep listening to the matrix. You have to create an access of awareness to being completely comfortable, being different, being an outcast, being something completely off the wall as you know, and I'm going to use this from my friend Gwyneth because Gwyneth said to me once at a dinner table, she said, you know, brother, the people who actually make it in the world and have become celebrities and become these really big people are the people who have the energy of provocateur, they're provocateurs. And I was very, you know, what is that word? What does that mean? I said to her, and she goes, people who are not afraid of being a controversy, of people who are not afraid of making people uncomfortable by being who they are. And then those are the people who rise, not the people who want to fit into a box and stay the status quo and do what everyone else is doing and being okay with, with normal because there's no normal. And when she said that to me, and I forgot about it for a while, and I actually called her up months ago, and was like, hey, sis, you know, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, I'm here in LA, you know, doing business and stuff at 
Goop. And I said, can you tell me about this word that we said over the dinner table? What was that again? Well, first she didn't remember. So then she asked Brad and then she got back to me and she's like provocateur. And I just was like, oh my God. And I looked up the word and it was like, yes, it's the people who are creating energies in the planet that make people uncomfortable to, because they're scandalous. They're, they're scandals considered to society. But what is a scandal? A scandal is anything that people can't basically digest or accept in their reality and it causes them fear or discomfort because it's just is but they don't they have so many judgments and opinions about it but really it just is and like so we call it a scandal so literally i'm a provocateur type person i'm constantly doing things that go completely off the grade i've been that way since i was a kid i never followed the social norms and that gave me the ability to be where i am today to be able to speak and do all the things that i do so i really think it's important for you who's listening tribal member, powerful lit leader of legacy, right? To be that leader of legacy, to be that lit human being, to turn it up to pyro states is really to get into that space of recognizing yourself as that type of person where you're not caring anymore about the matrix and what other people say about who you are, right? So in order to move through these symbolic alignments, Right, you got to come in with the soft power to open up the life flower. That means you can be humble and loving and supportive, but still be powerful, right? And always say yes, of course, to yourself. So if you have an idea, you're like, oh, maybe I should do painting. Yes, of course. I, I think I'm gonna go and fish today. Yes, of course. I, I you know, I was thinking maybe I want to study shamanism. Yes, of course. I want to be a spirit hacker. Yes, of course. I want to be a ballet dancer. Yes, of course. Not uh, maybe I'm too old. Maybe no one. I won't be good enough. Maybe I, I never had it in me. No, it's yes, of course. Say it, and that's it. Nothing else to say. And I love the idea of us talking about the systemic inequality, right? Because we have to look at the inequality that is in life. And as artists, as healers, as teachers, as whatever it is that we are, how do we utilize and resource what we're doing to be able to bring more things into people's lives that don't have or are not lifted in their consciousness, in their emotional intelligence, in the way that they feel nurtured and cared for in this world? If we want to stop filling up prisons and we want to stop um, having more crime on the planet, we have to start resourcing people's love back into them through the way in which we treat them, through our kindness, our generosity, and our ability to give once we fill up our cup, right? So keep filling up your cup, get full, and then the overflow, give it to those who are needing of that so that they can get high and get to those levels of height and success and, and love and knowing and, and embracing. So their cups get filled up and then they give it away. And it becomes this, you know, this beautiful ricochet of energy, this beautiful like drop in the water with its beautiful energy ripples that are going throughout the universe and all around the planet, right? And so a lot of times what we have to realize is that anytime we're getting into any type of situation where we're wanting to change someone or to create some kind of negative response to a person, we're actually embodying hierarchy and in order for us to not embody hierarchy we have to choose to step into a place of love and acceptance and realize where that person is and start coming into a deeper place of that relationship of the heart I love the conversation. It was amazing. I'm just so excited to have had Sarah Face Gotzendinger on 
today's Ancient Wisdom today. And I look forward to all the amazing talks that we have coming up with so many beautiful and amazing souls in the world who are life-changing and rearranging the social atmosphere of life so that we can stay lit and be the lit leaders of legacy that we are and never stop believing in magic. I love you all so much and thank you. I've created the Healing Temple because people all over the world want and need healing, but don't have the access to those healers or can't afford them. One of the biggest high-ticket items in the world today is remote healing, but some sessions cost hundreds to even thousands of dollars. And for only $10, the Healing Temple is a collective space for people to come together every Friday for 30 minutes. Participants are opening a wellspring of abilities, alleviating stress and brain fog, where the mind becomes more optimized and performance-based, and where you learn to utilize energy to up-level your consciousness. The Healing Temple also helps to break down walls where you begin operating in awareness of wellness, feeling ambitious and inspired like things are really changing in your life. Inside the Healing Temple, you're also stepping into a world where you might experience phenomenons that you thought wasn't possible. Something as small as a chill or the hair standing on the back of your neck becomes like an opening door. Some members have even said they've experienced increased psychic abilities and that these sensations have intensified with following sessions. I've trained my powers to impact change and I've learned how to get results. Who doesn't want to feel good? The Healing Temple is not only beneficial to you, but also to those around you. Because when you're feeling good, you shine that positive energy onto others. Your partner, your children, co-workers, even your dog or your cat. Everyone around you begins to feel better because you are feeling better. It's a rippling effect that's much needed on this planet. We need the Healing Temple more than ever right now because of all that's happening in the world, the social political structures, calamities, chaos, and feelings of hopelessness and despair. The social climate is on high and this pressure cooker is taking a negative toll on how many of us feel. The Healing Temple offers comfort on a global level because when more people are feeling good, the more kindness, generosity, and realness is generated. For only $10, I invite you to become part of the community that seeks to do good, to feel good, and to make this world a better place. Go to shamandurek.com and click the Healing Temple to join our wellspring of healing, restoration, and elevated consciousness. See you in the temple. Thank you so much for tuning in to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. Tribe, I love you all so much. And if you want to stay connected, be sure to check me out on IG at Shaman Durek. And if you have any questions whatsoever, please visit shamandurek.com or contact info at shamandurek.com to learn more. And remember, tribe, no matter what, stay lit.